you got plans this weekend? Well, scrap them, because this weekend, April 22nd and 23rd, Ammo Brothers invites you to their Santa Ana location for their Fight for Your Rights fundraiser and sale event. Ammo Brothers is offering over $30,000 in raffle prizes, incredible sale prices, free gift bags for the first 250 customers, vendor giveaways, product training, and did we mention sales? The event is also catered by Semperfy Barbecue on Saturday and an In-N-Out food truck on Sunday. This is the Fight for Your Right fundraiser and sale event at Ammo Brothers, right off the 55 freeway in Santa Ana this weekend, April 22nd and 23rd. For more information, hit the link in the show description. This is Western Outdoor News. Welcome to Western Outdoor News. I'm your host, Brad Van Zyl. Today on the show, we'll be discussing some of the headlines that you can look forward to in the April 14th issue of Western Outdoor News. But before we get to those headlines, a little update on the next episode of the podcast. It's going to be our Eastern Sierra Roundtable. This is going to be the third year that we're doing it. We've been getting guests together, and we are so excited for you guys to hear that episode. Look forward to the Eastern Sierra Roundtable and listen to it on your way up to the Eastern Sierra opener. So let's jump right in. Where do we begin? Let's talk the guns and hunting section this week. So this week we have Tim Hovey talking about the modifications to the ever-popular Ruger 10-22. He talks about his personal modifications, scopes, trigger assemblies, new rings. Uh, I learned to shoot on a Ruger 10-22, and I'm sure that many of you guys listening have had the same experience. And Tim Hovey's latest article, it's it's great for adding new life into that trusty rifle, that Ruger that you've been sitting around with all these years. He, he breathes new life into it with all these new modifications. So check that out in the guns and hunting section. Uh, in that same section, we have Juan veteran reporter Jim Nemec. He's got helpful tips for late season turkey hunts. While there are common tips like uh, warning against overcalling, which is, uh, you know, very common in uh, in turkey hunting, Nemec also has tips for shifting your shot size into the later season. He's talking about shifting it up, actually, as we get into the later season. So another article in the Guns and Hunting section is written by Steve Comas, and he talks about adjusting your comb height on your hunting rifles. There have been so many advances in sighting system, and Steve breaks down the many ways that you can adjust your comb height to get the most comfortable eye alignment. I myself didn't even know about some of these uh, some of these advancements that they've made at, with with comb heights, but this this really caught my eye. So ah, caught my eye. Think about that. Um, you know what? So we jumped over the cover photo this week to talk about guns and hunting, but let's let's rewind a little bit. Let's talk about the cover. So this issue's cover, again, this is the April 14th issue of Western Outdoor News, features a gigantic, I'm talking a huge halibut, 34-pounder caught by Mike Dykeman. Uh, Him and his son opted to stay local after the rockfish opener and drift for halibut. So he decided, hey, let's, let's just stay local. Let's see if we can get any halibut. He ended up on the cover of Western Outdoor News. It's not even an isolated incident because our Whoppers of the Week list this uh, in this issue is jam-packed with double-digit halibuts from San Diego all the way up to San Francisco. And I said it on the last episode of this show that there are options for halibut out there. And I don't want to say I predicted the future, but now that we're seeing reports like this, uh, I'm just saying, 
I think I might have had the, the scoop on the halibut bite this year. Following up on those salmon closures, let's jump over to that story. I mentioned this last month. The status is continuing to look bleak as the Pacific Fisheries Management Council, the PFMC, voted to finalize the season's closure which affects all of California's marine waters, as well as ocean salmon fishing off of most of the Oregon coast. So this is actually extending outside of California and even into the Oregon coast there. Scott Artis, the executive director of the Golden State Salmon Association, the GSSA, he commented, this is a direct reflection on California's water policy and an absolutely devastating blow for thousands of families that rely on salmon to pay their rent and mortgages and keep their life-sustaining businesses afloat. So this closure is a second time in history the salmon fishing has been closed in California, and the decision has been made due to low numbers of adult and two-year-old jack salmon that have survived the hostile conditions uh, that they encountered in Central Valley rivers in recent years. So this is, uh, it's not unprecedented, but this is the second time that the salmon fishery has been closed in California. For more on this story, uh, you can check it out in the latest issue of Western Outdoor News. I'm sure this will be even more uh, developed as time goes on. There's more and more news coming out every single day on the salmon closure. So uh, those are the big headlines for this week. Let's do a little bit of uh, of Eastern Sierra preview action. So we're gonna we're gonna dive deep into the Eastern Sierra opener and the Eastern Sierra season next week. But I'm sitting here with Mike Stevens. And we're going to talk about what you can expect, you know, talk about a developing situation. The Eastern Sierra is uh, starting to melt and some of these waters are becoming accessible. So let's hear it. Mike Stevens, let's see what you think about this year's Eastern Sierra season. Before we get to the Eastern Sierra stuff, you're going to talk about some of the Western currents, some quick hitter uh, topics today. Stevens, let's get going. Okay. Well, so this this Western Currents um, column idea that I've had was just because I'm always coming across short tidbits of information that's not necessarily worthy of an article, but is still worth throwing out there, and it could be really any flavor of anything. So it's got fresh water, salt water, boat stuff, um, anything like that. So in, in this um, April 14th issue, I, I started off with um, Lake Hodges. Like I'm, I've been getting calls about Lake Hodges because I've been updating in the form charts what's going on there as far as uh, when it's supposed to open and, and what's going on over there. As it stands right now, the, the my contact over there is still saying that they're going to open in spring. Um, I thought it was going to be April. It doesn't look like it's going to be April, obviously. But For uh, people that don't know, where is Lake Hodges? It's in uh, North San Diego County in um, Escondido. It, uh, I-15 um, drives right over the top of the eastern end of it. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's a big uh, – one of the big San Diego City lakes uh, was a world-class bass fishery. And now, um, because of dam repairs, they got a hundred-year-old dam that they have to um, they have to do some major work on. So they've dropped the water levels down so low that uh, private boat launching isn't available. 
If so, they shut down all recreation, and they did it last spring right before Memorial Day. It was pretty questionable when it happened, um, especially at a lake where, you know, there's months of off-season. You know, they could have done this in the off-season. But anyway, um, I started, you know, thinking about Hodge's opening, but only to shore anglers, boat runners, kayak anglers, and float tubes. And, and I mean, that could be kind of cool for those people. You know, there's no, there'd be no glitter boats to deal with. You know, they're not dealing with all these guys with uh, high end electronics and stuff. And, um, you know, that's how I fish when I'm fishing the lakes in San Diego. I don't have a bass boat. Um, I'm a boat renter or a shore pounder. And, um, that being said, it could be pretty, I mean, this isn't going to happen very often. So it'll be an interesting year and something to take advantage of if um, if you're one of those type of anglers. Obviously, I'd rather it be full of water and open t- for everyone so all these, you know, so the, the bass boat guys can get out there. But, you know, it's not going to happen. They say that's not going to happen for a long time, mm-hmm. you know. So this is going to be the deal for a while. So, you know, why not take advantage of, you know, the situation? And it could be a lot of fun out there. Okay. I mean, the water level is not going to go up. It's even with all this rain and stuff, um, they're just letting it out to keep it away from that dam they're working on. So that's not going to change. So it'd also be interesting to see how that affected the spawn yeah. and future generations of bass. But well, speaking of dam repairs, I know that you're talking about Hodges right now, but there was a. I'm just going to call it a rumor at this point because we haven't confirmed this with any staff at Irvine Lake. There's a rumor flying around. That Irvine, even though it's f- filled pretty high right now, it, they're planning on lowering it. Again, just rumor. We haven't confirmed <laughs> any of this, but they're planning on letting a lot of water out, according to this rumor, to make repairs to the dam. Wow. I, I don't know the validity of that. I can say it five more times. <laughs> <laughs> but, of course, that that alerts some people, especially after that lake has been through the ringer and now it finally got water back and then maybe this is just rumor but that's what's going out there so we're gonna we're gonna do some investigation call call some of the staff there and see what what we can confirm but that's just the rumor that's flying around Yeah, that would be interesting given you know we're we live in a drought situation most of the time and there would have been plenty of time to do that and now we're what a month or so out after uh, publishing a story about how it just took on billion gallons of water or whatever yeah. it was. And, right. You know, you know, it's starting to look like its old self again. So, yeah, we'll definitely follow up on that. Yeah. Um, all right. So do you have another kind of quick hitter, Western Current? I'm um, just going down the line here. Um, I saw that uh, the freelance out of Davies Locker Sport Fishing, um, Captain Don Brockman, is finally stepping away. He hasn't been driving the boat in a while, but he still owned it. And uh, he passed it down to his son, who's going to um, take care of a lot of that business now. Um, the Freelance is a, a storied boat in Southern California, um, full-day boat that goes from Davies Locker to Catalina. Um, my first Juan charter was on the on the Freelance, so it's, it's cool that it's staying in the family. It's still staying in Davies Locker, and it's still going to be doing its thing. So, um, But, you know, it's always, it's always interesting to update when uh, – a boat changes hands, especially when it's one that's been in the same hands for so long mm-hmm. as the freelance has. Um, moving down the list here, I, another thing I noticed um, in reporting on the lakes in um, San Diego again 
was at Poway Lake, they they mandated catch and release fishing for small or for uh, the largemouth bass there during the spawn. So it's um, they've had problems problems with stringers of bass leaving Poway in the spring every year, and it looks like now they finally did something about it. Um, that's the first I heard of a lake, um, you know, switching to z- zero limit in spring. Um, a few years ago, Dixon Dixon Lake, in, also in Escondido, um, lowered their keep limit to, I think, two two or three largemouth. It's not five anymore, but, you know, it's something, you mm-hmm. know. So you're not going to see a stringer of five bass leaving Dixon, especially during the spawn. But I think that was cool of Poway to do that. And um, I doubt any of the big lakes would do it, but it would be, it would be um, pretty cool if some of these smaller lakes like that, Miramar, you know, um, any lake that's that's small and clear and easy to sight fish, um, that would be, I, th- I think, a good idea. Mm-hmm. And um, one more th- story I picked up on before this paper was, um, according to the San Diego Scripps Institution of Oceanography, they recorded the lowest temperature in decades off of San Diego. It got down to 52.25 degrees um, in coastal waters there. Um and that's the lowest it's been since the 70s. Wow. And, and there were storms and a lot of, a lot of, they think it was the wind. The offshore winds always, you know, if it's blowing behind San Clemente, you know, it's going to have effect even right off of Dana, you know. So, right. so the same was happening down there. But, you know, it's interesting to, you know, to follow water temperatures like that, especially, you know, El Nino years, non-El Nino years where there can be these anomalies you know, usually we're noticing the warmer ones, but this was a colder one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and there was some talk. Uh, I was in Sacramento this past weekend at the Western Bass Shootout, and there was some talk in Northern California that, man, all this cold water that got pushed uh, towards the West Coast uh, this year, that they're they're pretty pretty much writing, writing off the Northern California uh, bluefin season like oh, they yeah. had last year. They're like, well, it was a good run, but with all this cold water, we don't know if they're going to make it that far north again yeah. this year. They've had some bonus bluefin late late each season for a couple years now. And I'll, I'll, while I haven't heard it yet, you know, if that continues down here, the cold water, people start talking albacore and stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, I, you know, I think it was just something that, you know, they happened to reach that low point, And I think we're going to get back to normal pretty quick here. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of things going back to normal, let's get back to what we, where we started, the Eastern Sierra opener and the Eastern Sierra season coming. Uh, is it going to be business as normal? No. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, there's still I've, – I've been following it very closely since before the shows, and I talked to everybody at, at the PCS show and the Fred Hall show. We've gone over that. Um, they didn't have a lot of answers. It's, it's very much – wait and see um since then and now with um you know a little over a week until the opener you're starting to see or hear from these resort managers and marina managers and they're starting to you know get realistic about this um i know crowley recently said that they the private boat docks won't be available um, they didn't say anything about rentals yet, but there's still a lot of ice and snow on the lake. Um, they've they're, they've been making they've been working with open water around the marina and um, doing what they can to clear that out. 
And one of the things they do is they just run boats around there and make a wake, mm-hmm. you know, and that, 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 uh, the breaks wave, it up. The wave action breaks it up. They're hoping, they're still hoping for warmer weather, but I'm looking ahead now. It doesn't seem like there's a lot of it on the way next week. It's not going to be freezing, but it's not, I don't see any 60s, 70s degree highs up there. So, um, as far as what's going to be open, um, the we're still keeping a close eye on Convict and Crowley. Um, Convict's got some open water around the outlet and around the marina. They have their docks um, cleared of snow, and they're also trying just trying to free up more open water around the marina. But they also said they were going to stock. So yeah, well, it seems like. It, and if you listen to this show, there's we've been talking about the Eastern Sea opener now for multiple episodes, mm-hmm. and we're talking again about it next week for the Eastern Sea Roundtable. But it, it's special this year because it seems to be changing every single week. Mm-hmm. There seems to be more ice melting. Uh, you know, certain bodies of water making it definitive that they're either opening or closing, or you know what what the opener is yeah. going to take. So, I mean, stay tuned. It's all it's all a work in progress. So. Right, right. It's not, I mean, it's not like you can't reschedule the opener. The date is the date. You know, the lakes that are open are set to open on those dates are open. It's a question of of access and open water, and you know those are the those are the question marks and. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see how the opener crowd reacts. You know, are they still all going to come like they always do? And um, the, are they all going to be funneled into a few bodies of water that have some open water on them? It, it's going to be crazy. And um, I'm kind of looking forward to being up there personally right. to see it all. Yeah, no. And we're excited to see what comes of it. I know it's probably going to be a little bit difficult this year. We always have our post opener cover shot is usually the biggest drought that's caught at the mm-hmm. opener and what are your what are your thoughts on the ability to get that picture this year <laughs> well I, I may need some help from our our resort contacts you know it's not it's not always a western outdoor news reporter that gets that shot um so if i hope i'd love to be the one that gets that shot um if not um, I'm sure there will be something Sierra related that belongs on that cover, mm-hmm. whether it's a big fish or not. <laughs> I mean, it's just this, this, it's just too crazy to, for it not to happen. So, well, let's see. So <laughs> we actually have, so not this weekend, but the following weekend, that's, uh, mm-hmm. that's Eastern Sierra opener. So, you know, time is, uh, is marching on. Let's see, let's see what happens. Let's see how fast, uh, how fast snow can melt, but not too fast, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Anything to add about opener? Any any short stories? Um, not really. I mean, I I did mention some things in the five on five in this week's paper of things you might, you know, someone looking to head up there might consider this year. Um, it's always a good idea to get lodging early, and I think this year it's even more the case because. You know they've already said they're going to be skiing through July, so you still have the the skiing crowd up there. Um, I've talked about you know on shows past um, how you know every month is going to seem like it's earlier than it is. Like June's going to feel like a normal May, mm-hmm. and August is going to feel like a normal July, and so on. Um, so plan accordingly that way. Be realistic about you know, where you want to fish, you know, don't just have a hard list. This is where I'm fishing. I would, you know, 
do some uh, call some audibles <laughs> when you're up there and uh, try some new water that's that's open that you might not have ever fished before. And kind of like the Hodges thing, just take advantage of just the strangeness of it all. Like this doesn't happen very often. We may not see a winter like that ever again or an opener like this ever again um, or a season like this ever again. So, you know, it, it might it might uh, be a little unnerving to knock you out of your normal routine up there, but but enjoy enjoy it and you know you'll be laughing about it next year and in the years that follow when things are back to normal yeah and uh and on top of it hey you can say you were there right <laughs> you can say yeah i, I survived you can i'm sure there's gonna <laughs> there's gonna be a t-shirt in there somewhere yeah uh, all right. Well, thank you for stopping by again. Uh, the Eastern Sierra Opener. Ch- uh, check out the April 14th issue of Western Outdoor News. Inside of it, we have a special supplement for the Eastern Sierra preview. Make sure to give that a read. Maybe w- when you're in the car on your way up. And uh, make sure to listen next week for our Eastern Sierra Roundtable. And uh, a reminder before we go, this weekend is the Ammo Bros Fight for Your Right fundraiser and sale uh, that is at their Santa Ana location off the 55 freeway. And that is April 22nd through the 23rd at Ammo Bros. So uh, we'll see you there. And, uh, you know, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. This is Western Outdoor News.